guys, welcome to the first official episode of Dark Anxiety. This is your host and creator, Jules. Now, just a disclaimer before I start this episode, I just want to say I am not against medicine, medication, um... I believe that it all works for different people, um, there's different kind of medications. Listen, it just works differently for people. I'm not saying I'm against medication, but it's just not for me. Another disclaimer is that I just want to say, <laughs> um, me valuing myself, um, this overdose was not intentional. I did not want to harm myself. I did not want to self-delete myself. This was all um, accidental. So I just want to keep that a disclaimer, guys. I'm okay. I am in therapy now. I'm getting the help I need. I just thought I should put that out there. You know, I'm not trying to make a podcast episode being like, hey, guys, I just try to unalive myself. Um, No, this overdose was accidental. So I had been previously on Zoloft before. It was not my first time when I had accidentally overdosed. Um, I was previously taking it in the spring. I had stopped in the summer and then I was going to get back onto Zoloft. Um, but then, um, you know, I had the overdose. Um, And just to medically be correct, I was taking Zertraline, really, which is an SSRI, um, so a serotonin reuptake inhibitor. Um, I think I just mashed two words together. No, serotonin intake rehibulator. Right, yes, (laughs) maybe? Yes, I think so. Um... Which is the generic brand to Zoloft, but just to medically be correct for those of you who are a nursing major, a a doctor major, (laughs) psychology or psychiatrist major, um, to medically be correct, I was taking sertraline. Can I just say that whoever's listening to this needs to keep track of how many times I say like or um (laughs) um see like I can't I can't stop it's just a force of habit so someone someone please keep track of how many times I say um so really I was taking Zoloft for school once I had graduated high school my anxiety had just gotten worse and I want to say that it was probably because I was adulting. I was already 18 in high school. Um, I was really almost, I want to say, maybe the oldest. I'm sure there was someone else within my graduation year that was older than me, but along my friends and everyone, I was the oldest. Um... I was set back a little bit. I don't want to say set back. Um, My birthday is in December, so it was just my birthday date that, you know, had me go in a little bit later into um, going to school. But I had graduated high school, and as some of you may know, those of you who are listening who are my friends or my family, I graduated in 2020, which is the peak of COVID, everything was closed. I never went back to high school. I did not get to finish high school. Um, I mean, I did. I graduated. I have my diploma. I'm in college now, but we, I did not get a real graduation. Um, it was kind of just a drive drive by graduation. Um, I kind of want to cut that out, but maybe I'll leave that in because my... Guys, I have a speech impediment. Like, (laughs) don't make fun of me. But, um, 
it was just hard already not having a real graduation because I honestly I enjoyed high school um oh my voice is cracked um I want to say my senior year was probably one of the best years I've ever had I deal with loneliness and my senior year I just did not feel lonely at all um you know although not a lot of people talk to me outside of school. I just felt like I had people there when I was in person. And, you know, not being able to finish high school and it was just cut off, you know, kind of out of nowhere. Um, it just made me feel lonely and it was especially hard since you know I didn't really do anything I everything was closed you know stores were closed only you know the grocery stores were open anything that was a necessity so you know trying to just fill that void of not having anyone to talk to was hard because if I don't have anyone to talk to, you know, I'd like to just go to stores and, you know, I would just walk around. And I just say I love that you can hear me when I either start recording or stop recording. Like, you can hear me click on my computer. That's a little embarrassing, but, like, pretend you guys don't hear it. But, anyway. <laughs> um, I... Now, this was a stupid choice of me, low-key, but I actually got my Zertraline within, with, um, Hello Alpha, and they are this, it's a website online, and it is cheap mental health care, um, they... They, they have a partnership with BetterHelp, and I have gone to BetterHelp before, and I, I honestly, I like BetterHelp. They are a little bit pricey. Um, I'd say when I was doing it, it was around, I want to say maybe $100 a week, um, and you can have multiple sessions a week, like you could have two a day, um, you could have one every single day if they were available. Um, so it's not like $100 per session, just $100 per week, but still for me, that is pricey. Um, just because I'm a college student and I'm a part-time worker and, you know, I don't make that much. Really, my paycheck is like $100 a week, so my all of my paychecks were going strictly to better help and um, I just had to stop for a bit because I, you know, I need money for college and, uh, you know, although it helped me and that's, that's what's important, I just, it, it just wasn't good financially. But yeah, so BetterHelp is a partnership with Hello Alpha and besides mental health, they also have, you know, um, weight loss, um, you know, medications to, um, for your hair, nails, and skin, for women, um, you know, serums for your eyelashes, stuff like that, and I feel like that was a mistake because it is so easy within Hello Alpha to get these medications, which is scary. Um, I, I, I personally would not do this, but, like, you could literally in the chat because the when the doctor talks to you it's like within like you know a, like um like a live chat kind of thing you could easily say give me i don't know like 200 milligrams of xanax and they'll be okay all right send it to, sending it to your sending it to your address you know you're gonna get it in the mail soon which is fucking terrifying so starting off you first you obviously you make an account <laughs> and then um you actually you take um 
it's like kind of an examination, I guess. It's just a series of questions like, um, you know, how, how do you feel when you wake up? You know, sad, happy, nervous. Um, do you feel nervous all the time? Um, do you, do you want to live? <laughs> do you want to die? Um, questions like that. Basically, you know, a depression and anxiety test. And it shows you your scores. And then it's like, all right, we're going to have a doctor message you. And they're going to, you know, try to figure out what medication you want. And they're just going to mail it to your house. And it's only $50 for three whole months, which is like, oh my god, for fucking psychiatric medication, $50 for every three months. Like, that's not, that's not fucking bad at all. And it wasn't. But... Yeah, so I got prescribed sertraline, which is my first ever medication, and, um, you know, a few weeks later, I got it into the mail, and I also, just, just keep in mind, I was also taking birth control at the time, which I was taking Junelle Fay, um, which is kind of one of, like, the most popular birth controls, I want to say. Um, I know a lot of people take it that I personally know. Um, you know, usually, even on the internet, when you're searching things up like birth control, um, a lot of people are like, oh, I take Janelle. Um, and, you know, also birth control also really, you know, I'm not going to say messes. Well, yeah, pretty much. It, it messes with your hormones. Um, and I was taking birth control because I have a very small case of endometriosis and my periods are bad. I've got, I literally have gotten my first period in the second grade and that's pretty young. I know a lot of my friends that they did not get their period until middle school and I got mine in the fucking second grade. So, I always had these really bad periods, so I was like, I don't know what to do. I know some, um, medications, like, um, well, over-the-counter, um, really help a lot. So, like, ibuprofen, um, Aleve, um, there's another one, but I can't remember what it's called. But I heard, you know, these girls with really bad cramps, they take these ones instead because, um... I always, I always grew up on my period, I always, I always took Tylenol, and I always had a hard time actually swallowing pills, so I would, um, crush them up, and, you know, crushing up these pills, it kind of makes the, it, what's the word, it, like, it, I, I guess, I, listen, wrong terminology, but basically it messes up the, um, not the chemicals, but it just messes up how the how the pill is supposed to work. So I would crush them, take them, nothing would happen. I'm guessing because it is because I crushed it that I messed it up. So it just basically listen, I got put on birth control because I was like, I'm sick of my period hurting this bad every time I get it. So yeah, I got the medication in the mail and I was really scared on taking it. Now this was in the, I want to say it was last winter, almost spring, and I was really scared to take it. And I just realized I never even stated the reason why I decided to take it. So, for me, personally, I've been going to talk therapy ever since, um, ninth grade, and don't get me wrong to the therapists and, you know, psychologists out there, um, you know, it, it, it helped, but I felt that it didn't help enough, 
and um, I had to stop going, as I said, because I could not afford it, and I just saw Hello Alpha on my phone, and I was like, oh, this is interesting, maybe medication could help me, and that's when I signed up and everything, and such like that. And, you know, same thing again, it's just really scary because, um, typically the natural or normal procedure on, you know, getting onto psychiatric medication is that you, you do talk therapy first, then, you know, if that's not really helping you out, you get the referral to go to a psychiat uh, psychiatrist, and, you know, that's when you start. Um... Or, you know, sometimes they do both. You know, you see a psychiatrist and then you also see a psychologist um, or your therapist still um, while you're, you're, you know, undergoing in the medication. So I didn't, you know, I didn't have a referral or anything. I kind of was just jumping into it and they were literally just like, you know, here, which, you know, these, these medicines this these medications are you know not something to fuck with man like <laughs> like this shit is for your fucking brain now don't you could call me stupid but i'm just saying this shit fucks with your brain literally you're changing the chemical imbalance in your head and i now, now, I have that place, um, that website fucking blocked. I never want to see that website on my fucking phone, on my laptop. I have that shit blocked on everything because that's how traumatized I am. But, anyway, let me state the reason why I was taking it. So, when it comes to school, I have very bad testing anxiety. And, in general, school just makes me super fucking nervous. But mostly it was testing anxiety. Um, now, you know, I'm not a straight A student, but I'm a pretty well, I'm a pretty good student. Um, you know, I would do really good in assignments, um, you know, essays and just a class in general. But like, if you sit me down and make me take a test, I will freak the fuck out. Like, pencil in hand, hand shaking, shitting my pants, nervous. So, um... You know, that's why, that's one of the reasons, and, you know, besides that, my sister and I, we are the first generation within my family to go to college, um, my parents are actually not from the United States, um, my dad is from Sicily, and my mom is from Colombia, so, um, you know, they, they grew up there, they did not go to school, um, because, you know, at that time, it was either, like, you know, you go to school, and, you know, in, in their countries, there's not as much as opportunities as we have in the United States. Literally, in Colombia, there's, like, I, when I went there, there's literally, like, just one college, and it is a trip to go there, and, you know, you're fortunate if you even have a car there, um... And then for my dad, at least, um, same thing, you know, you could either go to school where, you know, there wasn't many opportunities or you could just work and both of them just chose work. But, you know, once they grew up, they were just like, you know, no, my, my kids need more than, more than this. So they came to the United States, but yeah, I just want to make them proud, you know, going off to college and, you know, getting a good create, uh, career. And, you know, I, I want to get a job, a real job when I grow up, you know, so I can financially take care of them and they could just retire already. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, but, you know, that's one of the reasons why I started taking medication just to, you know, stop having anxiety <laughs> for school. But when, you know, 
Rona, Miss Rona was here, you know, and our school was not in person. I was even too nervous to even show my face on Zoom or I just did not want to talk and, you know, that would also affect me grade-wise because for most of my classes, like, you need to show your face or else you're just not getting marked for attendance or you needed to say something or, yeah, same thing, you're just not marked for attendance, participation, stuff like that. So, you know, that's another reason why I started taking it, but, um... I also have really bad driving anxiety and, you know, I'm, I'm not going to toot my horn and say I'm a good driver, but it's mostly the other drivers on the road that, you know, make me super anxious, you know. For the longest time, I, I did not get on the highway because I was scared of other drivers. You know, people, especially on Long Island, do not know how to drive and they just think they can merge whenever they want to. They think they could just, you know, cut you and, you know, not put your signal lights. So then you have to hard break because they're now turning somewhere and decided not to put their signal light on. So you're thinking they're still going in the same direction as you. But so those were the, the two, me, uh, two main reasons why I started taking this medication. But besides that, in general, I just, I always had a problem with anxiety, you know, starting from a very young age and, you know, actually starting in sixth grade, I actually got diagnosed with trichotillomania. And if you don't know what that is, that is the plucking of your eyebrows, eyelashes, or hair as a, you know, thing to help out with your anxiety. So, like I said, Got in the mail, was hesitant to start it, but I did, and, um, uh, my first dosage was 50 milligrams, and, um, not that hard to swallow pill, which, you know, was nice, because, as I said, had a hard time taking pills, um, but, you know, I could take them now, and... I took it on a Saturday, I believe, and I believe I took it a day before I did not have work the next day, because just in case, um, and I took it around the afternoon, and I, to me, either, either I was having <laughs> a anxiety attack, or it just it worked immediately, but, um, my first dosage, I took it, and I almost immediately felt high, um, almost like a high on weed, and I did not like that <laughs> at all, because I do not have a single good experience with marijuana. Um, so before, before I go on, I just want to say to those of you who are just like, damn, this girl just needs to smoke a fucking blunt or joint and maybe she'll be fine. <laughs> maybe her anxiety will go away. For those of you who, who do know me, who do know me, I'm gonna just say a secret right now. I've smoked weed before, um, you know, because of, not purely just to get high, but because I know that, you know, there are some benefits in weed to help you with anxiety. Based, you know, the CBD in weed is, you know, supposed to help you with anxiety. It, it does not help everyone, but, you know, for some people it does, and... Same thing, weed is personally not for me, but if it helps you, fucking smoke that fucking blunt, or bong, or <laughs> joint, or wrap, <laughs> or eat the edible, um, but for me personally, we just never had a good experience. So, first dose, you know, I felt like I was high on weed, I did not like it, 
but it eventually went away and I kept taking it and I would try it differently, you know, it would make me drowsy, so I was like, you know what, let's, instead of taking it in the morning or the afternoon, let's take it at night before you go to sleep, and, ooh, I almost just dropped the microphone, um, I, um, see, now I dropped the microphone, and now I forgot what I was gonna say, but I ended up being fine, and Hello Alpha, after, um, I believe a month or so, possibly more, you know, they make you retake that examination or survey, same questions, and, you know, basically they just want to check up to see how you feel now since you're taking the medication, how do you feel about your life now, stuff like that, and my results were the same as before I even started medication, so the doctor was like, all right, let's go up to 100 milligrams. And, um, I was like, all right, okay, um, that's fine. I continued to take the 50 milligrams until the 100 milligrams got into the mail. Um, once I switched over, I did not have the same reaction to when I first took the sertraline ever. Um, you know, I didn't get that high feeling, probably because, you know, I was already on it, so, um... It was a smooth transition of 50 milligrams to 100 milligrams. So I'm taking 100 milligrams for a while now. Same thing, month or month or more later, they're just like, all right, retake this survey, questionnaire, whatever thing, and let's see your results. Um, results still did not change. I was still, you know... Still had anxiety, still had a bit of, you know, depression. Um, so then they were just going to be like, all right, 150 milligrams, um, 200 perhaps. And I was like, honestly, I don't think I want to take this anymore because... Um, it's just not working for me, and, um, it's not working for me. I was having migraines. I could literally sleep in for hours, um, and it just, you know, these results aren't changing, and I also, you know, Back then, I was scared of medicine, and, you know, today I still am. And I was just like, you know, I don't want to feel like this medication is, you know... You know, I still want to feel my emotions and stuff. And with sertraline, I literally felt like I could not cry. Like, if something was making me upset, like, I feel like I could not cry. Because it was just... You know, it was a serotonin uh, rehibulator, so... It just, yeah, basically it just made me feel like I could not cry. So I was like, you know, I'm, I'm pretty much done with this. And, um, they were just like, all right, let's stop the medication. Um, I stopped, um, you know, funding them and stuff like that. Um, I said, you know, and it's also summer, so school's not stressing me out. I really don't have anywhere to go driving wise. So maybe in the fall when school comes back up, we could start this back up. And I basically stopped. Um, and, you know, I never even, they never even told me to stop it slowly or anything. Because um, I know usually with these medications, you can't just like stop cold turkey. But, um, you have to, like, start just going down dosage, uh, dosage, and for me, they told me to just quit, um, stop cold turkey, so I did, because, you know, <laughs> I, I don't like them, but, you know, I guess they're more educated than me, so I just did what they said, and I stopped cold turkey, 
I did not have any side effects or anything, um, but I, you know, like I said, I, you can't really stop these things cold turkey, which I thought was weird, but I, I, I did it. So I'm done taking this medication around in the summer, and I basically got into academic probation with my college because I did not do so hot in one class and it was social psychology and it it's crazy because not trying to like once again to my own horn but um this professor had all of the grades locked for the whole semester um and we actually, yeah, so they were locked. You can never see your grade after each test or assignment and stuff. But I actually, me and my friend, we actually did the math for, you know, we we did the math for every uh, test I did, um, like every grade, every assignment, every essay. And I passed every single quiz, which we had a quiz every Sunday. I passed every single quiz. I did well on my assignments, well on my essays, and we did the math. And I should have got around a B plus in that class, but that professor decided to fail me. And the thing is, with my college with locked grades, like the the, the professor can easily put a D minus, and the college will just be like, okay, where's the proof? But okay and so he failed me and that brought my gpa down and for st joseph's which is fucking ridiculous they always want you to have like over like a three point gpa and i'm like bro that's fucking impossible but okay so i got put onto academic probation and they they were like listen we don't want to kick you out retake this class and with a different professor and we'll let you stay i took that class again different professor i'm doing better i'm doing way over on all of my other classes and literally i just had the meeting the other week and she was just like well i don't know why we ever put you on academic probation you're a really smart kid I know, and, like, I know you have anxiety, but, yeah, we're taking you off in the spring, so, yeah, that was fun, thanks, <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, but it, I got that letter over the summer, and it super stressed me the fuck out, so I was like, alright, let's, let's go back on this medication, um, and let's see. And so I was down to take a different kind of medication because, as I said, you know, uh, the sertraline was making me drowsy. I had migraines all the time. Um, and it just wasn't helping. But, you know, I went through the same company, Hello Alpha, and, um, you know, they just stuck me with the same medication. And as I said earlier, you know... I'm not a doctor, I'm not a psychiatrist, what do I know? I I don't trust them anymore, but, you know, I trusted them, so they were just like, oh, let's take this again, let's see, and, you know, if not, then we'll switch you up. So, um, that's what I did, I stuck to sertraline and waited for it to come to the mail, and we talked about our last, um, the last time. So... They're just like, all right, we're going to start up on the Zertraline again. This time, we're not starting on 50 milligrams because you're a depressed bitch. And so they prescribed me to start with 100 milligrams. And so I waited. It came in. And so... From my past experience, since it made me drowsy, I was like, all right, I'm going to take this at night before I go to sleep. Um, and I took it a week before school because usually with Zertraline, you know, it takes a week to um, 
a week or so to, to, you know, get into your system and for it to actually start working. So, um, you know, I, yeah, took it a week before school, took it at night and I fell asleep. I had work that day until closing. So I was very tired, but I took it, I went to bed and, um, you know, next morning I had work at 9.30 and it was, it was fine. Um, you know, I, the, the, the sleep was fine and I did not wake up in the middle of the night or anything. I kind of just slept. And so next morning, you know, I'm supposed to be getting up, getting ready for bed, um, for work and I'm in bed until nine, um, which was already a little off because, you know, usually, you know, I don't have a hard time in the morning waking up, you know, I'm a, I'm a morning person and, you know, I also do makeup all the time. I cannot go anywhere without doing my makeup, um, work-wise, you know, if I'm going to a 7-Eleven or, you know, getting coffee, fuck that, I ain't putting makeup on, but for work and stuff and for school, you know, I do. And so that was already weird because usually, you know, I would wake up an hour before work and, you know, do my makeup and everything. And for this, no, I woke up at nine. And so I got up finally at nine and, um, I, first thing I do is I look in the mirror and my pupils are fucking dilated, like crack dilated. And, you know, I was just like, oh, that's okay. You know, maybe the thing with the light, you know, <laughs> maybe my eyes are just, you know, need to get adjusted to the light. And so, um, then I go to the bathroom because I need to pee <laughs> and... I'm sitting on the bathroom and my legs start to feel like fucking jello and I'm like, bro, what the fuck? And my eyes also are wide fucking open and I was just like, oh my fucking god, what is happening? And my heart is fucking racing, I'm shaking and I'm like, oh my fucking god, it literally feels like... This, this, this is a new level of fucking being high. And, like I said, I don't like that fucking shit. So, I was very fucking scared. And I called my boyfriend and I was just like, listen, bro, take me to the fucking hospital because something's fucking wrong. Like, I don't like this shit at all. And so, I call at work and I'm just like, listen, bro... I, I, you know, I wasn't like, oh, I'm high on balls. I was supposed to work at 9.30 to 6. And I was just like, I'm going to the hospital. I'm shaking. I'm shitting my pants. Um, my heart is being super fast. And you could just hear it in my voice that I was not okay. Like, I could hardly say a sentence. I was like, guys, I need to go to the hospital. Like, I'm scared. And so my boyfriend took me to the hospital and I'm in the waiting room for fucking three fucking hours. I'm in the ER, shaking, I'm scared. No one can come into the room with me, so now I'm alone, and I'm just scared. And so I'm in the hospital for- in the waiting room for three hours. They check my heart rate and everything, um- and that shit was fucking off the fucking walls. My heart was beating way too fast for my fucking body. I'm 4'11", and it was beating way too fucking fast. And so, you know, I'm sitting there, and my legs are starting to do the fucking wave again. And I just go up to the person that checks you in. And, listen, I felt really bad, but I feel like it was my fight or flight, just, it was fucking activated, you know, my legs started feeling like fucking jello again, and doing the wave, so I just got up, and I was like, listen, I, like, 
dude, get this shit out of my system now. Like, I'm freaking the fuck out. I literally go up to her and I'm like, listen, I'm having a fucking panic attack. Like, y'all, <laughs> I don't know what to do. Like, I, it, like, I feel like I over, like, well, I, you know, I did, but, you know, I feel like, um, like, something's wrong. And so, um, yeah, so, um, she's like, all right, you know, it's gonna be okay, and so, um, she was just like, you know, let's just try to calm down, and so she calmed me down, she calmed me down, and, you know, I was calm, and finally, like, they called my name, and she was just like, all right, blood work, and bro, I've never got blood work done before, I hate fucking needles, I have tattoos, I have piercings, but bro, fucking needles for shots and shit like that, oh my fucking god, and so she was just like, are you scared of anything, and I was like, yes, needles, and she was like, all right, well, I'm doing blood work, and we're gonna put an IV in you, and I was like, Mmm, love that. So she took my blood, and when she first put the needle on me, I was like, bro, ah, that's horrible. Then I finally got into the waiting room, um, not the waiting room, like, the patient room, and explained to the doctor, and he was just like, you know, I can give you a Xanax, I can give you an Oxycontin to calm down, I'm like, bro, I'm already, like, tripping balls basically and that is just gonna make it me eat, trip even more balls so no he was just like all right we could just wait it out then but we also took an x-ray um did more blood work just to see if possibly it was a blood clot or you know maybe something is causing it to me have this reaction but now i just waited it out there was nothing wrong with me thankfully um but after that experience, I, I I stopped cold turkey because, well, you know, I also, I also told my mom and she was just like, yeah, no, we're done. We're not taking this anymore. No way. And, uh, you know, me and her, we threw out all the pills. Um, and I was just like, yeah, no fucking way. I'm not taking this shit again. And that, that night I came back, I fucking, I slept good thank the fucking lord, next day, um, my chest was starting to do the wave again, and I was like, bro, what the fuck, and I knew that it wasn't completely, uh, Zoloft wasn't completely out of my system, um, and, you know, it takes a few days, because it has a half-life and everything, and, um, I knew it was still in me, so I was just like, oh my god, this fucking shit again, um, and my heart was beating super fast, and literally, I walked into my mom's room, like, a child who just threw up, and they could not tell their parents that they just threw up, and I was just standing there, and I was just holding my heart, and my mom's like, oh my fucking god, like, what's wrong? And I'm like, my heart's just beating, and, um, this is quite embarrassing, but I honestly don't give a fuck. Um, I actually asked my mom, I was like, mom, can I sleep in your room? Because I'm kind of scared to sleep alone. And she was like, you know, of course, like, I'm just grateful I have a mom. <laughs> Ooh, gonna get teary-eyed. I'm just thankful that I have a mom like that. And it's just very fucking scary. And, you know, I'm traumatized. And, you know, <laughs> just to be almost, what, 20 and asking my mom, like, hey, can I sleep with you? Like, you know, it's scary. And it traumatized me. And thankfully over that, um, after that I mean, um, I'm doing better in sleeping and stuff like that. Um, I will stay, I say, um, you know, I stopped taking my birth control because I thought that was making me anxious. Um, I, I don't like taking medication anymore, even over the counter. I don't like taking ibuprofen if I have a headache. Um, so I've pretty much just been, you know, if I have a headache or something, I've just been letting it happen and just hoping that it goes away. And, you know, I, 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 do, I do wish, you know, I could, you know, if I have my period, you know, I'm not taking anything. Um, 
I just kind of wish that, you know, these things are here to help you, and, you know, I wish I could, you know, take things. I, I don't take my vitamins anymore. Um, I have a vitamin D deficiency. I'm supposed to be taking, you know, vitamin D gummies, or just gummy gummies in general, um, just for nat, uh, like, you know, vitamins, and I'm just, I'm not taking that anymore because I'm too scared that I'm gonna have a panic attack or have a similar experience, and it, <laughs> it just really sucks balls, man, um, but in the end, I, I just want to say, don't let my experience lead you to think that, um, like, psychiatric medis medicine is, like, not okay, it, this is gonna happen to you if you start to take it. I, I don't want anyone to think of the, these medications these ways, you know, it works differently for everyone, but for me, it, you know, it just didn't, and in the end, it traumatized me because, look at me now, I can't even take gummy bears, <laughs> vitamin gummy bears, even if it's children's, it just still scares me. I'm gonna have a reaction like I did, and in the end, I'm just very grateful that I'm here right now, because this experience could have been worse. I could not, possibly could not be sitting here right now talking about it, and you know, I'm just grateful to be here right now, and, you know, I'm still struggling with anxiety and depression, but I want to say I'm in a better place, and I'm getting the help I need with, um, you know, therapy. I'm, you know, actually going to one, and thankfully it's through, um, insurance. Grateful for that. But, you know, I'm just trying to work on myself and, you know, together my therapist and I, you know, are trying to work through this experience because, um, you know, to not be able to take a gummy bear, <laughs> a children's gummy bear, is just, you know, it to me it's embarrassing and, you know in the future, God forbid, something happens where I need to take something in order to, like, live or something, you know, what the fuck am I gonna do? Like, you know? And... In the end, you know, part of me feels like it was my fault, it was Hello Alpha, but... Like I said, I'm just grateful to be here and to have an amazing... You know amazing mom, supportive friends, and, you know, just working on myself, which I feel like is important, and, you know, there would be a big difference if this happened, and, you know, I wasn't doing anything to, you know, help myself with it, but I am, and I'm pretty proud of myself, you know, for finding support which is very hard. Not a lot of people take your insurance and stuff like that, but, you know, I'm just grateful that the therapist that I have now is able to take my insurance, and although I still have those times where, you know, I am having anxiety, I'm trying to work on it with, you know, the anxiety um, tactics used and stuff like that, but, you know, as I said a hundred times, I'm just very grateful to be here right now, and although it was a traumatic experience, it was a very eye-opening experience as well, um, but yeah, that was my story on my Zoloft overdose, and, you know, I'm guessing I'm just wondering, you know, if there's anyone out there that maybe went through the same experience and how they're feeling now and, you know, how are you coping with it and stuff like that. But yeah, that was my story on my Zoloft overdose. Um, not a very fun time.
But, yeah, not a fun time. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that was that. And, um, today is December 20th. And can I just say, I saw motherfucking Spider-Man on Thursday. Today's Monday. Saw it on Thursday. And that movie was the greatest thing of my fucking life, bro. I... That movie literally made me so happy. I... And I could see it a thousand times in movie theaters. Like, I don't give a fuck. That was the greatest movie of my life. And eventually, on this podcast, I do want to talk about it. But, um... It is too new, and, you know, I want you guys to all see it. So... Probably not until it gets released on DVD. I won't talk about it, which is supposed to be in around March 2022. So, um, once it hits DVD, I'll probably talk about it. Like I said, I want y'all to watch it. And, you know, I don't want to spoil anything, so I want everyone to get the chance to watch it. But just know it was the greatest movie of my motherfucking life. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so... Um, as I changed in my, like, um, podcast bio and in the cover of the podcast, I do want this to be an alternating, um, podcast. Um, I just feel like it'll be more equal in, in order to, uh, you know, talk about the things I want to talk, where, you know, uh, one week it's something that has to deal with mental health and then... The next week has to deal with film or, um, you know, music or anything like that. I just feel like that's a better way to have this podcast laid out because, you know, I want it to be an equal amount of mental health and an equal amount of um, film and such. So, yes. Thank you guys for listening. Um, and I will see you guys next week. Thank you guys. Love you. Take care of yourself. Thank you.